Hey everybody, thank you so much for being with me for today's devotion. We, we are in the second chapter, the Gospel of Mark. And after reading this chapter, well, it spoke to my heart and uh, I wrote in my journal that the, the headline is, Love for Sinners or Love for Rules. Love for Sinners or Love of Rules. There's two stories uh, in this chapter that really demonstrate Jesus' love for sinners. The first is the four men who carried their paralyzed friend on a stretcher to Jesus and let him down through an opening they created in the, in the roof, and, and, and Jesus healed him. But you'll also remember that Jesus looked at the man and, and said, your sins are forgiven, and the religious leaders who were watching, there was a hullabaloo about that. And, uh, and then, uh, let's, so let's just look at a few select verses there in chapter 2, verse, verse 5. Jesus, seeing their faith, the four who carried him, but also the paralyzed man, said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are also forgiven. Drop down to verse 9. Uh, Jesus is responding to his critics in verses 6, 7, and 8, the scribes and so on, saying he can't forgive sins because only God can forgive sins. And so in verse 9, Jesus says to them, which is easier, to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and pick up your pallet and walk. In their theology, they believe that if a person had a physical problem, a physical ailment, it must be because of some particular sin they had committed. And uh, uh, sometimes our our sin does bring sickness and problems onto our lives, but that's not all. But it's not always true that because you are sick, it's because you've sinned. We, we get sick, and there are physical illnesses and problems in our lives because we live in a sinful body in a sinful world. But it's not tied to a direct sin you committed. But their thinking was this man's paralyzed. It must be because of some horrible sin in his life or his parents' life, and. And, and, and so Jesus knows they believe that, but they're also saying he can't forgive sins because only God can. And Jesus is going to prove to them that he is God because, listen, if only God can forgive sins, and in their thinking the illness is because of sin, if Jesus heals him and forgives his sins, that means Jesus is God. So Jesus is proving to them that he is divine, as we talked about uh, in chapter 1 as well. And so... Uh, in verse 10, verse 9, which is easier to say to this man, your sins are forgiven, or say, get up and walk. Verse 10, but so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic in verse 11, I say to you, get up, pick up your pallet, and go home. And the man got up. And so the fact that Jesus said, your sins are forgiven, and he healed the man in their culture was proof Jesus was God. Because only God can forgive sins. And since they believe sin led to his paralysis and Jesus healed the paralysis, wow, Jesus really did have the authority to forgive his sins because he's God, he's divine. Even though they didn't want to believe that and they still refused to believe it. Um, and so that story shows how much Jesus loved sinners. Now, the other story, starting in verse 14 and following, is when Jesus goes to the home of Levi, the tax collector, who was probably would have been ostracized by the religious people, considered a traitor because he was collecting taxes from the Jews for the Romans, enriching himself in the process. Um, 
And so Jesus goes to the home of Levi, this unreligious tax collector, sinner, and there's other sinners and other tax collectors eating there, and the scribes and Pharisees see this, uh, and and, uh, they say to Jesus' disciples in verse 16, why is he, Jesus, eating and drinking with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus He heard this and he responds to them in verse 17. It is not those who are healthy who need a physician, but those who are sick. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners. And these stories illustrate Jesus' love for people, his love for irreligious people, his love for sinful people. But the tax collectors, not the tax, I'm sorry, I misspoke, not the tax collectors, but the Pharisees, the scribes, the, the Jewish religious leaders, um, it wasn't sinners they loved. It was rules. It was traditions they cared about. And verse 18, they ask Jesus' disciples, why does he not fast? See, the Pharisees, who thought of themselves as the most devout religious people in Judaism, had a tradition of fasting two days a week. Now think about that. Every week they fasted twice. Jesus is not holy. He doesn't follow the rules of the the very religious. He doesn't fast twice a week. And uh, down in verses 23 and 24, Jesus and his disciples are walking through a field on the Sabbath, You're not supposed to work. And they had come up with all these rules defining what is work. And while they're walking through the field, the disciples grab some of that grain and rub it and they eat it. And the religious leaders attack. They're working on the Sabbath. They're working on the Sabbath. You're not supposed to fry your chicken on the Sabbath. Fry it the day before and then eat it on the Sabbath. They're working on the Sabbath. And to me, the contrast of Jesus forgiving the sins of and healing the paralytic. And Jesus going to the home of Levi, the tax collector, and having a meal with a whole bunch of sinners and, 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 and saying to the Pharisees, it's the sick that need the physician, not the healthy. The sinners need me, not those who are already right with God. And then you contrast that with their criticism of Jesus for not fasting and their criticism of Jesus for allowing his disciples to quote-unquote work on the Sabbath by rubbing the grain. And as you go through the Gospel of Mark, criticizing Jesus for healing someone on the Sabbath because healing someone is work and, oh, we can't have... You know, we can't we can't we, we can't heal anybody on the Sabbath. That's breaking the rules. The contrast between the way Jesus loved people, sinful people, and 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 the criticism and the negativity and the anger and the reaction of the religious leaders over the rules is stark. The Pharisees and scribes loved rules, traditions. Jesus loved sinners. What about me and you? See, it's really easy. The longer we go in life and the more we're in church and the more religious we become, if we're not careful, it is so easy for us to begin loving rules and traditions more than lost people. 
Jesus' response after the controversy about working on the Sabbath because of, you know, rubbing the grain and getting something to eat in verses 27 and 28, the last two verses, Jesus said to them, the Sabbath was made for the man and not the man for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for man, not the other way around. The Sabbath is not God of humanity. The Sabbath is a gift that is to serve man, not boss man. God's boss is not the Sabbath. God, I mean, uh, man's boss is not the Sabbath. Our boss is not the rules. Our boss is God. That's the reason verse 28, Jesus said, so the son of man is Lord even of the Sabbath. We already saw in chapter one and earlier in chapter two that Jesus is deity. He is divine. He is God. He's saying, I am God of, I am Lord of the Sabbath. And I say to you, the Sabbath was created for people not the other way around. In other words, people matter more than your rules and your traditions. Who said so? God. What do you love more? Rules, traditions, or people? Especially lost people. Something to think about. I'll see you tomorrow as we look at chapter 3.